1: Welcome back to Brand Me Creator. I'm here today with an incredible creator who I've actually gotten to work with before and we've stayed friendly on socials as people do. When you meet somebody great, you want to continue to work with them all the time and chit chat all the time. So please welcome Michelle Spieler to the podcast today. Thanks for joining us, Michelle. Hey, thanks for having me. This is fun. Absolutely. I love podcasting. I'm just Me too. Natural Born Talkers all have a podcast, I believe. (laughs) You have to like put it all somewhere and it just ends up on a podcast. What can we say? Um, So Michelle is an incredibly talented makeup artist, a professional content creator, and a member of the Gen X community. And today we are going to talk a lot about what is happening with Gen X creators, her experience in the marketplace, kind of how she got her start. Um, Some words of wisdom to other people who are part of Gen X who might feel tentative on starting their journey, what her thoughts are. Um, But before we dive all into that, let's get into an if you like it, like it. What
0: are you liking on the interwebs right now, Michelle? Tell us. Uh, I am loving Anything animal related, if you have a funny animal video, because the world's kind of a crazy, scary place right now. So a funny animal video, it just lights Mm -hmm. up my world. And I put so many funny TikToks on Instagram stories and Mm -hmm. people come back to me and say, I literally check in daily to see your stories (laughs) because everyone loves funny animals. It's so true. It is the way to everyone's heart. Mm -hmm. There's an issue with you if you don't
1: love to just consume a cute panda rolling around in the (laughs) afternoon like we love it I love Mm -hmm, it it's mm but I mean part of the danger of social media is that you can Mm -hmm. be on there for hours just like in your panda content yeah Um, but honestly I feel like that is a productive use of time if it makes you feel better when you leave the platform
0: Yeah. And then it's so fun having a 16 year old daughter, Gen Z, right. And Mm -hmm. they have a, they have a very different type of humor. I'll, I would say even a little sick and dark. And so she sends me tons of videos and we just crack up and we'll show my husband and he's like, I don't get it. (laughs) And it's just, we just crack up. I love Gen Z humor.
1: Uh, Well, that's great. I'm sure it creates a stronger bond between you and your daughter, which cannot be easy. I'm not all that excited to get to that stage of life. But (laughs) I was um, just on TikTok Live and I was chatting with someone who's an over 40 creator and they were talking about how a great thing about you know kind of an older generation joining the platforms is that you have a stronger bond with your children when they're Mm. teenagers because you know what's going on and Mm. you're not like completely out of the loop like an old person yeah that was so interesting so
0: she's kept me
1: young well guys if you like it like it and hopefully it's related to animals well, guys, as I mentioned, we are here with Michelle, a Gen X creator, although she does not look at, a professional makeup artist and a seasoned pro when it comes to content creating. Michelle, I'd love to just start out by how did you start to make the transition or essentially the addition, because you still are a practicing makeup artist, from makeup artist to content creator? What was that journey sort of like for you?
0: I think what what started it was a fitness journey. I was um nearing 50 years old, so I was in my late 40s, mm-hmm. and I was on this mission to get in the best shape of my life and I wanted to bring everyone with me and I was primarily on Facebook and Instagram and I just started learning a lot of tools about social media and engagement and nobody wanted my fitness advice, but anytime I did a makeup video, people mm-hmm. went crazy. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking like, why give away, I'm a, I'm a, you know, professional Hollywood makeup artist. Why give Mm -hmm. away free advice? That doesn't make sense to me, but I slowly started doing it and women loved it, but I never thought I could be a full-time content creator, uh, just because I, I just, I didn't know enough people in the business, but what Mm -hmm. happened was, um, 2020, right? 2020 mm-hmm. hit. I was literally at ESPN doing makeup the day mm-hmm. they sent us all home for COVID, mm-hmm. and the NBA shut down, so ESPN shut down, and I was like, "Crap! I, how am I going to make a, a money?" Yeah. And it was about that time that my daughter said, "Oh, Musically is now TikTok. We used to watch Musically together. She's like, it's mm-hmm. TikTok now." And w- the whole month of March and April and May, we just sat and cracked up. And so TikTok. <laughs> changed my life. It literally changed my life because no one, no one over 50 was really on TikTok doing beauty. I was one of the first.
1: Oh, absolutely. You were one of the first that I remember seeing when my clients were looking for someone with like authority, age, all of that. It was slim pickings. It was very difficult. And I would still say that today it can be very difficult, even though that space has grown tremendously. Mm -hmm. I think The quality of content still hasn't caught up with that generation potentially. So I think part of the reason that you have a leg up is you have been doing it for so long and you clearly have found the way to create very good, high quality content. Was it difficult to learn editing or videography or what has the process been for you? Because I do think that has been one of the biggest challenges that I find when I find great people over 50, the content level just isn't there. How did you teach yourself?
0: Well, fortunately, uh, in addition to being a professional makeup artist, uh, I, I also learned photography. So I know good lighting, and I know I know Photoshop, and I know mm-hmm. basic basic editing skills. Sure. But I think one reason that women really resonated with me is I don't over edit. Um, I Mm -hmm. stopped using filter. I was using beauty mode on TikTok, completely stopped in fall 2021 because Mm -hmm. it was blurring my skin. And I loved Mm -hmm. how I looked, but that wasn't real life. And so I got rid of beauty mode. And um, I try to do as much natural light as possible, although I do have professional lighting systems and I don't over edit. And especially Mm -hmm. that's true on my YouTube channel. Women love that I just turn on the camera and you get what you get. And that to them is more real life. And I'm starting to see YouTube is wanting that more real life experience Mm -hmm. that TikTok started back in (laughs) 2021. They don't want all the little like side effects and sound effects effects and mm-hmm. all the cut editing. They want just like, just tell us practical advice and do it in real life time. So I don't overly edit, but on TikTok, I did have to learn some basic editing yeah. and it was fun. I mean, the, my number one advice to women over 50 is just do it. Stop being scared of technology. It's all figure-outable. Just do it. We're yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Are we, did we not have babies? Did <laughs> we not did we not go to college? Yeah. Some of us have had divorce and parents die and we've lived through tough, tough times. Mm-hmm. We can't do technology. Stop it. That is a that is a lie that we believe from the pit of hell. We can learn technology. You Absolutely. just have to do it. You just have uh-huh. to do it.
1: I love that. And I agree. I tell people all the time, just get started. How are you going to learn if you don't get started? Like Mm -hmm. if you don't start playing around with the features, and I know there are people on the app, especially TikTok that tutor specifically for over 50. So it's like, you are not alone in wanting to learn these skills. And there's no shame in that. I think it's the embarrassment of trying to learn something new that holds people back. And that's of Mm -hmm. all ages, right? Like, you know, I mentor creators through lip service Mm -hmm. and I hear the same thing. People are embarrassed. Oh, is this silly? Oh, people aren't taking me seriously. And you really have to be you know, and that's why I think people over fifty are a great demographic for creators because you have lived through it. Like, who the f cares? Like, you've been right. embarrassed. You've done all the things. Like, this is the next step in life to just say, I don't care what other people think. Like, this is fun and exciting, and I'm gonna do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's ironic too because you know we know that Gen X is the generation that we kind of raised ourselves, and our parents mm-hmm. would kick us out of the house. And you know, we see all those funny like. Um, you got kicked out of the house all day. What did you eat or drink? We we drank, we all drank from the garden hose and that that's a big joke on TikTok. And we would not eat all day or we would scrounge at friends' houses. But our parents would kick us out of the house. So we raised ourselves. So we're used to being the invisible generation. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've always flown under the radar. And now all of a sudden, Gary V is like get on social media. It's a whole new world. You can sell, you can reinvent yourself, be an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. but what we're front and center, Mm -hmm. all eyes on me. No, I'm Mm -hmm. used to being invisible. So Mm. it's going to take time. It's going to take time to change the Gen X mindset.
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, I think every creation journey unlocks a lot of personal journey. And I always say your audience can't grow if you're not personally growing, yes. right? Like, if you aren't doing, like, and I'm not going to go into like therapy deep work, but there is something <laughs> that is, you know, about being ashamed about being seen or being ashamed about fame, right? There are a lot mm. of people struggle with the idea of fame. Um, and I always say it's not fame, it's influence. If you're here showing up for good reasons, reasons, you're not actually trying to become famous. So it's so much I think that goes into the mental game of Mm -hmm. all of this. But when you first got started, I know a lot of people are talking about niche and niching down and speaking to the correct audience. I know I talk about it all the time when you started doing the makeup tutorials originally, were you talking directly to other women your age or were you just kind of doing the makeup tutorials and then you realized, oh, like women my age are here and they're hungry to learn?
0: Oh, that's such a good question. Cause it's been such an evolution for me. So when I, when I first jumped on TikTok, Um, Again, wasn't making money. We weren't back to production work yet. And um, at the time, I think I was working with Beauty Counter. I love Beauty Mm -hmm. Counter. I love their skincare. And I thought oh, I'll start talking about clean beauty on TikTok. So I was Mm -hmm. actually clean beauty, babe. That was my handle. I was clean Uh beauty, babe, and I only did clean beauty. And so I definitely niched down to clean beauty. Mm -hmm. And then I niched down even further. And I think this is why I grew so quickly is because TikTok knew knew my algorithm. They knew exactly who to pitch me to. And so I was over 40 clean beauty. Mm -hmm. And then in I think January 2022. So it's it's barely been oh no, maybe it was twenty the end of twenty twenty one when I got rid of beauty mode and all that. I decided that my heart was for women over 40. My mm-hmm. heart was educating women on mature technique and what formulas to use to look good close up. That's my tagline, look mm-hmm. good close up. And so I ditched Clean Beauty. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of great content creators that, you know, debunk the the myths of clean beauty. And I was starting to go down more of a science road. And I thought, I'm not going to pigeonhole myself with clean beauty, though. I love so many clean beauty brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a lot of greenwashing, which I'm not even going to call out anyone. But yeah. that's when I decided to change my name to Mature Makeup Masterclass. I trademarked it mm-hmm. and um, I invented my own masterclass just for women over 40. And so Amazing. that exploded because Mm -hmm. then I, I was more inclusive. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. There's so much that
1: you just said here that I want people to like really listen to. And the first part is hopefully I can catch them all and summarize. The first one is that you really niche down and that the algorithm knew, right? So for all my people who I harass, who have the word lifestyle in your bio, another reminder, niche down and be specific and the growth will happen faster. So that I think is incredible that you mentioned. Um, The next thing was that you were talking about the masterclass, the trademarking, you're really looking at yourself as a business. And I think that is so, so, so important. You're talking about personal brand, right? You are showing up with a tagline, which I think is fabulous and you know it, it lends itself to merch it lends itself to people just like remember that because you can do it anywhere so personal brand having that tagline having something that people come come back to everyone should do that for themselves and then this offline version of making money. Essentially, you created a silo offline and that's something I advise creators on all the time. It's not going to be at the beginning of your creator journey, but clearly you saw an opening there where you were gaining traction. When did you decide that you were ready or was it a follower count? Was it a certain amount of incomings? How did you know, okay, this is the time to build this offline monetization?
0: I... Sometimes I get my best ideas like when I'm falling asleep or in the shower and I remember I remember seeing that uh, so Bobby Brown did a master class for master class right mm-hmm. you've got Danny Elfman you've got Fran Lebowitz you've got mm-hmm. you know every everyone talks about how to be an expert and I watched Bobby Brown and I love Bobby Brown I've loved her for decades and I just was a little disappointed in her masterclass and I didn't Mm -hmm. come at it as a makeup artist. I said, okay, I'm going to pretend like I'm just an average 50 year old woman watching Mm -hmm. Bobby Brown's masterclass. And I didn't really learn anything new. I did. She Mm -hmm. did one video out of 17 on mature skin. And I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. it. I'm going to make a masterclass and I'm going to make it for just mature women Mm -hmm. and I'm going to sell it. And I'm going to make money while I sleep because I've been Mm -hmm. laid off Uh from TV and film twice. Um, Mm -hmm. I have been, you know, we had the pandemic and I'm like, I have to start being in control of my income. I'm so tired of relying on other people for my income. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was January, 2022, Mm -hmm. 2022. And I spent two to three months filming videos while working out in the field, while being mm-hmm. a professional makeup artist. And I launched it in March, 2022. And um, it just, it, it just did so well. And it's up to 23 videos and I'm always adding and uh-huh. you, you never, it's a one-time price. So you never mm-hmm. pay for future videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I keep it priced low so that all women have access to it.
1: Mm hmm. I mean, all of those things are so smart from a business standpoint. I tell creators all the time, you know, if you're going to show up and complain about the algorithm, you better monetize outside of the platforms, right? Like you can only control so much on a platform. So if you're continuing to show up and you're feeling frustrated, negative towards TikTok or Instagram or wherever you're showing up and you're saying, oh, well, my videos just aren't getting seen, whatever else, You don't have any control at the end of the day when you show up here. However, just like Michelle is describing, you have control when you own your own stream of income. And this is not, that was not an easy journey. I'm sure Mm -hmm. recording those videos, working at the same time, mapping out what are you going to teach? What are these techniques? That's all something that people should be thinking of if they really want to be long term career creators, right? Like it it can't Mm -hmm. just be, I'm going to continue with brand deals forever. Yeah. Um, And about how many followers did you have at this point when you started the class?
0: Ooh, uh, I would say maybe on TikTok, I might've had about 175,000. I'm now... I'm I'm think I'm at about 346 346,000 uh-huh. and I will say 2023 on TikTok has not been a generous year for me. Mm-hmm. Um I have exploded on YouTube and Instagram and that's really where I get most of my clients. Um but TikTok I keep for fun. Yeah. I love TikTok. That's how I met <laughs> you. Um, yeah, and and that's where I got all my brand deals, um, but mm-hmm. I'm even slowly stepping away from brand deals. I'm slowly stepping away from that's that. great.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think that this is a great lesson for all creators that we touch on sometimes here on the podcast and sometimes in my TikToks, I touch on it, but there's a season for everything, right? And Michelle had her season on TikTok where she really exploded. She created that growth. And now she's talking about having a lull and it doesn't mean you have to abandon the platform yeah. entirely. She still has fun there. Um, but she's now seeing that there is another platform that she can maintain and monetize where she has a bigger attraction. And who knows, like maybe in another year, she'll be yeah. coming back to TikTok, right? But establishing that Not everything has to be firing at the same pace all the same time. You'll have growth phases, maintenance phases. You'll want to launch something new. And that's all completely natural and part of any business model, right? Every product, business, agency, it doesn't matter. We all have those phases. I think those are really important to call out Mm -hmm. for creators. Um, Speaking of brand deals... I'm really interested in how brands have approached you as someone who is Gen X. Do you feel like you're getting approached in the same way as other creators? Do you think that they're not valuing you as much? You're already shaking your head no. So I'm excited to hear what this looks like from a brand end and like what sort of lessons are brands needing to learn in this
0: space. I'm gonna be. We're gonna get real 100% frank here, and I'm okay, not gonna. Hold, I'm not gonna hold anything back. Um, Don't. But so what happened was brands started approaching me more when I was clean beauty. And about that time, it was 2021, 2022 Susan Yara, mm-hmm. who I, I love her so much. She, she saw my content and she pitched me to Mione agency. And she mm-hmm. said, Hey, there's this mature creator. And she had, like you said, authority. She's not just mm-hmm. a reviewer. She's a pro makeup artist. And she caters to Mature Beauty. I had a a series of interviews with Mioni, and they signed me in 2022, early 2022, and got me just phenomenal brand deals. I mean, 2022 was the most explosive year of my life and Mm -hmm. it was fun. It was really fun to represent Maybelline and Mm -hmm. Anastasia Beverly Hills and Paula's Choice and you name it. I mean, I worked with so many brands and so they Mione really did all the work Mioni mm-hmm. is phenomenal I love mm-hmm. Mione and the work that they do and brands have been really good to me but I know I'm not getting the same pay as like a younger you know I'm not going to say Michaela because Michaela is a unicorn but sure. uh, you know I'm never going to get the same kind of pay as the younger women mm-hmm. um and I just know that I don't get invited to any brand trips. I don't get invited to mm-hmm. any brand parties. Now, mm-hmm. part of that was I gr- i was born and raised in Los Angeles and I chose to move to North Carolina. I live in Nashville now, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, no, there's nothing in Charlotte, North Carolina, other than sure. a small film in- industry. So mm-hmm. if I was in Los Angeles, I'm sure I would have been invited to tons of stuff. I got invites if you want to fly yourself out you can come to our party yeah. that type of stuff right sure. but i don't see i don't see it changing unfortunately i mm-hmm. this is where i'm going to get real i don't see that changing brands still um, favor younger women. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've seen what's happening with Victoria's Secret, but they tried the whole diversity. They did. Mm -hmm. They tried diversity. They tried all body shapes. They tried non-binary. They tried it all and it flopped. Mm -hmm. Because you know what women want to see? Victoria's Secret models. They inspire us. They're young and beautiful and they inspire Mm -hmm. us. We know we don't look like that, but Mm -hmm. it inspires us to buy beautiful lingerie. And I think brands also have been trying diversity. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know that we're going to see a lot of huge brand deals for older women. I just... Mm -hmm. I, I, I wanna see I wanna say I see where that's going, but twenty twenty three has yeah. plummeted has plummeted in brand deals for me. Lower pay, less brand deals, yeah. it's going to the younger women. And I don't mm-hmm. say that to discourage. I really mm-hmm. don't. It's just a fact.
1: Sure. Yeah, I think it is a very interesting time because uh, as someone who's on the brand side, both producing content and doing deals for influencers and for content creators, I do see the hesitation for brands to cast people or, you know, maybe they do want someone, but it's one out of 20 people, right? It's much less. And part of that reason is, and this happens frequently, I say, Well, you know, your products are really for an older demographic, but I'm seeing on your socials and everywhere else, it looks very young. Like, why is that? Well, every time we post somebody older, it doesn't do well. Yep. And you have I- to you have
0: to follow the money.
1: Yeah, you do have to follow you the have money. To. And, I mean, I think it's just like any form of what we'll call as an umbrella diverse marketing, right? Whether that be skin tone, body type, et cetera. If you do it very rarely, it doesn't really catch on. If you're doing it kind of like, okay, well, we'll make sure that one out of every whatever else. But we do see that when there are brands that are solely dedicated to 90% of the faces being of an older generation, it does get high engagement. It does get high traction because they're so deeply focused on that. And there are brands that are launching in that space, right? There's a lot that is going towards menopause. There's a lot that is going towards skincare and different phases of, as you age, you have different needs. Mm -hmm. And, but the money still isn't there. They aren't L'Oreal's. They aren't, you know, Maybelline's. We aren't at that threshold yet. Um, And so it is difficult to convince a brand to spend significantly on a demographic where they're not seeing the return, even though logically the consumer, the amount of money that someone has over 50 is typically much higher than someone who is a millennial or younger, you know, where we came into our careers in a recession and it hasn't gotten much better for us. Mm -hmm. So asking us to spend very high amounts is difficult. Asking someone who's in their 50s to spend $100 on a product sometimes is much easier. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very interesting from a marketing perspective because we see that the people are there. They want to be marketed towards, but the analytics and the sales ROI is not supporting. I
0: know. And and, and that's the quandary. And Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's going to be a generational mind shift. I don't Mm -hmm. know because... I still have daily women say, well, this creator says this, she's 33, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or this creator, she's 29. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you watching young creators? I mean, they're fun. They're fun. They're great on product knowledge. They're beautiful. They're fun. But They're not helping you with your mature skin and your mature placement. Mm -hmm. And so why are we watching them? I think it's hardwired in us. Sonia, I really think it's hardwired in us to gravitate towards young and beautiful. I, I I said it there. I said it. I think it's, I think it's hardwired in us. I really do. I
1: I would agree. It's, it's a very difficult, uh, mindset to shift and, mm -hmm. um, consumer behavior is consumer behavior Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, whether that be something that we do, um, just out of, I forget what the exact term is, but you don't, when you don't even realize that you're doing it, right? You Mm -hmm. see the young, beautiful model. And even though maybe out loud in a group of friends, you say to yourself, oh, I just love when they show an aged model, whatever else. But when you see Gigi Hadid or one of the young models doing something, every person, every age demographic wants it. And because there's a little part of our brain, and we know this through marketing that thinks if she has it, I can be a little bit like her and right. everybody wants to feel a little bit younger, a little yep. bit prettier, a little bit shinier. Yep. Um so it's it's a very difficult thing and I think that this upcoming year will be really interesting when it comes to age specifically um on social media and within marketing. Um mm-hmm.
0: It's a especially. it's a it's a hard mm-hmm. conversation. It's hard because yeah. we have to be really honest. Mhm. With yeah we say we want mature representation but what mm-hmm. is what is our viewing on social media really look like?
1: Yeah. Mhm. You know? Yeah. That that makes sense. And I mean, I'm sure you saw recently reports that um, Gen X is the highest growing on TikTok right now. I think they're at about 28% of the users are Gen X on TikTok, which I think is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we will continue to, of course, see mainly younger and very young mm-hmm. people in ads as part of sponsorships going on brand trips and um, yeah, it's very, very interesting, and I think it'll be a very interesting year next year to see what continues to happen. In this. yeah, phase.
0: because I mean, I think we're all feeling a pinch, you know, in in mm-hmm. the grocery store and at the gas pump, and I think everyone's, you know, we got an election year coming. People tend mm-hmm. to hold on to their money a little more in an election year, so mm-hmm. I think next year is going to be very, very telling. Mm-hmm. And all all I can do, and I would say, you know, I would encourage anyone who's watching is just keep showing up because we know the compound effect we know consistency pays off we know consistency is key and that's why I still probably post I I might post two to three TikToks a week I don't take Mm -hmm. it as seriously as I used to because they're just not showing me the love back and there's always Mm -hmm. that new shiny penny someone wants to watch Mm -hmm. Uh, but you just have to keep showing up and you you have to keep following your passion
1: Yep. I agree a hundred percent. It's definitely something that I always say. If you can show up when no one is watching and still leave the platform and feel joyful, Mm -hmm. then you will have longevity because it's the people that I see that complain about the followers. They complain about not growing. They complain about not getting brand deals, not getting more views. The more time you spend in the negative, the less time you have available to create. And yeah. the more you create, the better you're going to do. So it's, uh, you know, it all goes back to mindset, which we were talking about earlier.
0: And also brand deals, like we all aim to get the brand deals, right? Like that mm-hmm. was so exciting. And I, you know, I, I had a year and a half of nothing but brand deals and they still come in and I turn down a lot, but mm-hmm. it, it's not it until you are in that space and receiving so much pr that you're suffocating and and it seems like that would be so exciting but actually too much pr becomes actually a burden mm-hmm. um, I'm going to tell you, there's almost a beauty in affiliate marketing. There's almost mm-hmm. more of a beauty of finding a product that you truly, truly love and and pitch that to your mm-hmm. followers and make money off affiliate links rather mm-hmm. than waiting for those brand deals. Or like what you you said, you know, I, I love what you said about you know, do an organic video on a product you love because they could pick it up for UGC, but mm-hmm. don't say oh, I bought this with my own money. They didn't send yeah. me this. I bought the, you know, don't say that because then, you know, they have to cut it out of the video. So yeah. I, I, I do love what you're saying to the audience, but I, I, I just, I think everyone like looks at this big prize in the sky as brand deals. And mm-hmm. there's so many other ways to make money too on social media.
1: Absolutely. I do think that there are so many ways to make money off of social media if you really want to. Um, and I, you know, we had an episode on this. It's been a while ago now, but we talked about how actually the most lucrative creator is in like the 30 000 to 50,000 follower range range where you can be just charging a low amount and popping off small things over and over again. And if you have good systems and you know what you're doing and you can deliver on time, you can actually make a lot more money by charging you know, $500 and under a significantly more amount of times mm-hmm. than when you get to a very high level and you're charging bigger money and the brand has to pause and say, well, do we have this amount? Is the ROI there? Whatever else, when you're charging a lower amount, it almost feels a little bit easier to say yes to someone who's $250 to $500 mm-hmm. five or 10 times a year than it is to say yes to somebody one time a year at $1,500, even though the end result is the same amount of money. Yeah. So it's very, uh, it's an interesting time in content for sure. For sure. It is. But it is. I, th- I think your advice of diversifying on platforms, you know, showing up and really finding joy and you know, creating some sort of bond with your community that you can take them offline and teach them something is really beautiful and really beneficial. And I know my aunts and my mom always ask me, well, like, what's the latest beauty product? What's whatever. And I have my opinions, but we're not the same age. So I always send them your links. (laughs) I was oh. like, you should learn something from her, and I'm always watching you as well because eventually I will be there. So I need to know the techniques. Thank I you. have my five X mirror now. Um, yes,
0: I was so proud of you that you got
1: thanks. that. Thanks. <laughs> Although, like some days, I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to. I don't want to
0: look. Listen, the truth hurts, but once we know the truth, we can do something about it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So any final, I feel like you kind of touched on some things, but what would be your final, like one big thing as like, if you were a big sister on social media to other women, even of your age range or older or men, (laughs) if they were hesitant, what's like some advice or some, you know, key wisdom that you would give them in terms of starting a creator journey?
0: My advice is show up daily. Don't worry about editing. Don't worry about if you have good light or not. You, Social media is an education. So just like you maybe went to college or a trade school or learned a career, it's all... About learning. It's all figure outable, but you can't figure it out unless you show up daily and learn oh, that flopped. Or th- sometimes something flops that I spent a lot of time on, and then something s- might go viral that I spent 10 seconds on. And, and there's just no rhyme or reason to it. So you won't know until you show up daily. I I, I say this all the time, consistency is key. That is not just a cliche. You have to show up every day. And the Gen X generation, we don't give a rat's ass what anyone (laughs) thinks in real life. So why are we so afraid to show up on social media? We're so scared of being judged by our peers. Mm -hmm. And you have to think globally. You know, Mm -hmm. I have women from all over the world who reach out to me and say, oh, my gosh, you changed me. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited to wake up and do makeup every day. You make me feel cute again. It's global. Think about that woman in Finland. Think about that woman in South Africa. Stop thinking about your... tiny little social circle and get out of your head and just show up and just do it.
1: I love that so, so much. And you touched on one thing that I've been talking about more, but I feel like I need to make more videos on this. And that is at the beginning, just like any other career, you have a phase where you're learning, you're learning on the job, you're doing it. And I started calling it the creator internship period, Mm. where you're not going to be getting PR, you're not going to be getting brand deals, and you have to keep showing up to learn. And that is just like the internship phase of almost any career choice. There is a portion, just like a makeup artist, just like a doctor just like whatever else where you're showing up for very little to no pay to mm-hmm. learn how to do it. Yeah. And there is no difference for creators and influencers. So,
0: yeah, I mean it took me 7 years before I got st- I started on TikTok. 7 years of social media not paying me hardly anything. So, wow. I'm not telling you you have to do it for 7 years. I think sure. the world moves much faster now, but I took those seven years to really learn my skill and learn social media. So like anything, like learning to play piano, like learning to cook a French recipe, like anything, you have to be willing to go through the baby steps to learn it.
1: I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We will put links to uh, Michelle's TikTok, Instagram, YouTube um, in the comments so that everyone can find her and follow her, especially if you are looking to learn how to master your mature makeup and look better up close. Yep. <laughs> love it. Thank you so much for your time and for joining us, Michelle. Thanks, Sonia.
0: Thanks, everyone. Mm-hmm. Bye bye.